0: And the Patriots go to the bullpen for the first time tonight. Right-hander, McGregor Hines. Patriots are hitting him hitting with the Hines. Hit him with oh, the Hines. Buddy. I see a T-Row. There is uh, about to be a lot of um, hit him with the hind reference on this show. If Taylor Heim, I know it's Hine on the Howard Stern show, but Taylor Heim, if he commits over the weekend and signs in six days, oh, buddy, it's about to get real immature on this show.
1: Oh, uh, that's
0: great. Man. That's the type of content that you want, by the way. It is. <laughs> 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 if you hear that on Monday, that means
1: good news happened for OU this weekend. How about that? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's a throwback. I haven't heard that in a while. I haven't listened to Stern in a long time. I uh I sacked my SiriusXM XM wow. subscription. Um when they tried to pull one over on me, I got so mad that uh they even offered me Basically a free deal for like eighteen months, and us—the man of principle my I, mind
0: lame and was too heated to say yes. I really <laughs>
1: wanted. After I hung up, I was like, "Yeah, that was probably stupid. I probably <laughs> really should have taken that deal that they were giving me." <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! You'll find a thousand of these songs. Well, that's what there. I was
0: doing before the show today, looking at all or listening to all these.
1: That's amazing.
0: Taylor Heim, man, uh, from Bethany, Oklahoma. Late ad by – or late offer, I should say. Hopefully it's a late ad. Sounds like Brett Venable said, all right, I've watched this kid. He's 6'3", he's 190, out of Bethany. I don't know where he's going to play yet, but I kind of like the size and athleticism. Let's let's try to get this late ad here.
1: So, tell me what, – what else? I don't know anything about the kid um, uh, other than what you just told me, height and weight. Has he been offered by, by others –
0: he, well, he only has one Power 5 offer, and that's OU. So his offer list right now is – this isn't all of his offers, but you'll get an idea. Air Force, Louisiana Tech, Tulsa Navy, South Dakota State. He'll be in this weekend for an official visit. He's got that official offer. And Parker and I were talking about it earlier, and it just reminds me of, you know, a couple of stories that we've heard from Bob. where yeah. you know, Well, guys, like I know none of you uh, position coaches want to commit to him. But he's big and he's athletic, and we'll we'll find a place for him. Like we'll we'll, we'll figure it out once it's time to make that decision. So.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think there's uh there's plenty of good cases for that. There's a ton of these kids that fall through the cracks that are really good players out there, and for whatever reason, you know, just just don't get the. Um, don't get the, the, the looks that some other people, whether it's the size of the school or the area in the country you're from, or if, if you're at a school where there hasn't been a history of, of players coming out of, because, you know, typically, you know, a lot of coaches just kind of m- make the same rounds. You know, there's high school hot spots where you know you're going to show up and there's going to be a couple of kids that are eventually going to turn into players that you can start building relationships at a young age. And. I don't know that Bethany is necessarily well, one of those schools. I was
0: just trying to think back the last player that they offered from Bethany. Um, textline can help us out on that. Have they ever offered anyone from Bethany High School? I don't I don't know.
1: I don't think I don't think I've I I even know of. I'm sure they're there, but uh, usually there's some small schools in the area where there's some walk-ons and you know there's there's a kid or two that have that have played
0: I, I'm talking like a scholarship offer right. to a kid out of Bethany. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember anyone. Yeah, maybe it's a fo- football factory, and we just don't realize it. Hey, hopefully so I'll with Taylor you. Heim.
1: You get a, uh, you get an eleventh hour offer from Oklahoma. Whenever you don't even have another Power Five offer, that's got to be an awesome moment.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, hopefully they get this ad this weekend. I would guess that they're going to probably get that ad this weekend, most likely. What do you Uh, think? Yeah.
1: um, Is he even, does he even have a star? Is he even rated on the I think 24
0: 7 has him as a three star, but he doesn't have a 24 7 composite ranking. So he doesn't factor into the class calculator. I know that's a lot, but basically 24-7 has him as a as a three star that's that's what you need to know but And in terms of what position he's gonna play like that's kind of the thing um, it sounds like as of right now they don't necessarily know like we'll see maybe he's a cheetah maybe he's a backer, but it's just we'll, we'll get him in and we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure out where he fits best.
1: He's actually and I don't know if anyone cares about this, but he's actually. Um, the only five-star athlete that I have on my board this year—really, yeah. Taylor I've, Heim—I've graded a handful of guys out there across the country, and he's—he's he's the only five-star yeah. I've given away to an athlete, Teddy, unspecified position.
0: Teddy and Rivals had Jackson Arnold as a four-star for uh, most of the season, so
1: I had Arnold at a—I didn't even grade him. I had him as a wait and see, and after that, I. I I waited and saw, and I rated him a five-star, so there you go.
0: Wait in OKC. If the kid got offered by Air Force, he's really
1: smart, too. Uh, This one from the nine. Hang on a second. What if he got offered by Army? Is is this text saying that the grunts go to the Army? Well, he got
0: offered by Navy. I need to see if he has an Army offer or not.
1: Okay. Oh, hell,
0: he got by Air Force. He's smart kid. He's smart kid.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's good stuff. What's the scoop on
0: Bronco, Mendenhall, and OU? Rumors are there is contact. Did we talk about Bronco, Mendenhall he, like, like two months did. ago and then nothing ever happened there?
1: I feel like that has come up Did he put his
0: uh, resume up on LinkedIn for the offensive analyst job? Is that how did he get the job via LinkedIn? (laughs) Get a second interview?
1: Oh man, that's great! I love that. Did you submit a resume? No,
0: but I asked. Even better, I asked the text line to submit their resumes yesterday and why they should be the offensive coordinator. And what it turned into is basically everyone lashing out on their issues with the offense the past (laughs) five years. And here's what I wouldn't do. So here's why I need to be the new (laughs) offensive or offensive analyst.
1: Wow, I loved it. That's great, good stuff. Well, uh, I don't know what's going on with Bronco Mendenhall. Um, I I just I, re- I do remember. I don't know what the the genesis of the rumors were originally. Whenever it was thrown around, um, I think people originally like whenever they were talking about whether or not Ted Roof was going to be back. Like there was a someone had mentioned a, some type of connection with Bron- Bronco Mendenhall, but
0: looks like Ted Roof's going to be back next year. Well, it looks to me, I, I, I guess it's something could change, but is that, is that your feeling that he's back next year? Well, uh oh,
1: n- no, I, I don't, I guess I don't have a feeling. I haven't asked anyone I I I'm operating under the, um, impression that he'll be back. Now, if I'm presented with something that suggests that's not going to be the case, well then maybe that'll change, but you know, I've, From my uh, discussions with with everyone, and I've I've never heard anything that leads me to believe that he will not be back.
0: Uh, Navy comprises of Marines, so that's where the real grunts go. So, yeah. Okay. We have a military branch battle going on on the text line. Look at that.
1: Right out of the gate, we got an old Stern reference, and we've somehow managed to get the... Armed forces, branches, bickering with one another on the text line.
0: we still got a few minutes left in the segment, too. <laughs> no, I we mean, what else could happen here? <laughs> uh, we were discussing it during a uh, load-up, as you like to call it, last hour. And, you know, the hope is that Stutzman and Canick become a great linebacker duo, right? And if that doesn't happen, then maybe it's Carter and Omasigo or, or another duo. And we started thinking about it. It's like, dang, it's been a, it's been a while since OU's had a great linebacker duo which obviously leads to the conversation. What is the greatest linebacker duo of all
1: time? Um, it is um, Hunt and Cumbie. Yeah,
0: that's, and that's, it's a, not, pretty, that's a pretty popular uh, submission on the, uh, on the text line and on Twitter right now.
1: Yeah, that's, and it's correct. I was um, – I'm trying to remember what game I watched. Was it OU Nebraska, maybe? Were they in the greatest game or whatever that game was, game of the century? No,
0: I think that was 71. I think they were like 77, 78. Yeah. Maybe you watched an OU Nebraska game in the late 70s. I
1: can't remember what or game. Or maybe
0: the OU Ohio State game that, That's that not what it
1: was. I feel like I was watching the Orange Bowl that they played in. Um, But I'll tell you, I was shocked at what I saw. What would you see? Just. George Cumby was the fastest player on the field. Uh he brought the pads, bad intentions. Daryl Hunt was gigantic on the edge. I mean, he's I think he's listed as a linebacker, but like I consider I like I would I think he would be considered like a a DN today. The dude was um he was big, he had great length, was fast. It was i I'm, I was just. You know, because for whatever reason, you just. You feel like everything old is supposed to be slower, and, and it was not slower, and it was. Uh, way more physical than I expected. It was awesome. It was fast,
0: and it was violent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was great. Yeah. I say come and hunt, and um, I mean, there's. I don't want to disrespect any of the other. Um, you know, great players. There's been a ton throughout the uh the ages, but from what I've seen, that's number one. Uh, Daryl
0: Hunt's Wikipedia page, so you know that's the most reliable source of information. He played linebacker and remains the OU career record holder for tackles like with five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah. Jeez.
1: I think Cumbie's number Whoa. two. Oh.
0: He had the three he had three of the six single uh season tackle totals. He had 177 tackles in 1976. Yeah. Man, Big 8, All Big 8 3 times, All American in 77 and 78, won the Outland Trophy award. Uh we know that uh, Cumbie is in he's in the College Football Hall of Fame now, correct? I feel like he got in recently.
1: I think I feel so. Feel like he did.
0: Yeah, that's 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 going to be that's going to be tough to top.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it I I can't stress how like I was Blown away by what I was was watching. It was awesome. It was one of those games that had that somebody I don't know who had gone back and turned it into high definition. You know, yeah. so it was it wasn't grainy and it was it was clear and it was it was. Just, and those guys like, were
0: playing just straight downhill too. Oh. I had like six foot three. Dude what do you think he was at the
1: time two he was you talking about hunt
0: well i mean just either either one Combi,
1: i don't think Cumbie was all that big he wasn't small but i so many of the tackles in just this one game that i saw were just like massive collisions because everything was played like just right there at the line of scrimmage you know it's like here we come we're coming right at you there's There's no deception. There's no, like, we're not trying to spread you out and run it where you're not. It's like, we're going to try to run right over the top of you. Can you stop it? And the answer to that question was yes. Yes, in fact, I can stop it.
0: Cumbie was my favorite player growing up. Played 77 to 79. Would have played Florida State in the Orange Bowl after the 79 season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's it's hard to disagree. Boz and Migliazzo, Kalmus yep. and Marshall, uh Kalmus and Lehman, pretty good. Dante Jones in the nineties. Um it's
1: Dante Jones, incredible. Um yeah, there's there's jeez there, there's all kinds of great players. All kinds of great players. So
0: what what I'm gathering here is there is a right answer. A lot of times with OU football history, who's the best at something, there's not a right answer. But there does seem to be a right answer here. It's Hunt and Cumby, but you also have your favorites depending on when you grew up. Like some grew up sure. in the '80s, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah but Boz and Migliazo were pretty good too.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's been there's been all kinds of of great. And really, it's whenever you were in right, whatever age it was, where maybe you you like you follow things differently when you're young. You follow it to say, man, I want to be like that guy when I get older. Um, you know, whenever you're kind of in your 20s, you follow up because maybe you relate to the guys that are out there playing. As you get older, you you relate to guys that, you know, you're, you're drawn to and feel like that's the kind of guy you were when you were younger. So everyone kind of changes throughout. And, and whatever that informative age was that you were taken by someone is probably who you're going to pick.
0: Well, how about um... – where the conversation initially got started. Look, I don't think that Stutzman and Canuck are going to be Boz or Migliazzo by the mm-hmm. time it's all said and done. They got a long way to go. But if there is a next great linebacker duo here, is it more likely that it's Stutzman and Canuck? Is it more likely that it's Carter and Omasego? Like, what does that look like for, for this program to have their next great backer duo?
1: Let's see. Um,. I think Stutzman is going to be here for two more years. Uh, I guess, I guess there's there's a there's a chance that, should he have an unbelievable year, he could leave early, or I guess you always have to factor in that someone could transfer away. But I I I I pencil him in as a starter for the next the coming two seasons, and I think he's going to get really really good. Um, I think Kannek has a chance to be great. Uh, obviously, he's got uh, unbelievable physical traits, but there's way more to it. I mean, there's there's a ton of guys at linebacker, at D-line, at wide receiver, at running back that we look at the testing numbers in spring and say, oh my God, look at this guy. And they never play. They, they never factor in. We we turn into, like, we, we go to the text line, what about this guy? Why is it, you know, and it and it just, it never happens. So, like, I don't think that's going to be the case for Canick, but what I'm saying is high weight, measurables, numbers, like, all of that stuff doesn't always just mean that you're going to turn into a great player, but um, he's got the capability. We just haven't seen enough of him sure. yet, you know? Um, I don't know, that
0: strip at Nebraska, or was it a a fumble recovery? Looked like All-American status back in Lincoln.
1: I think it was pretty good. It was – that was a John Wayne play, you know. (laughs) You beat the block, you make the tackle, and you get the ball. You get the girl at the end of the movie.
0: uh, So it was a strip and a fumble recovery is what he had. Was it both on that play?
1: From what I remember, he dove over the top of the line – um, LeVar Arrington style yeah. smashed the running back yeah. ball fluttered in the air and as he ripped the guy's helmet off with one hand he grabbed the ball out of the air with the other.
0: Yeah. One handed ran it in for a touchdown, spiked it and it landed in Barry by God Switzer's hands with the fur meat coat on in the end zone. Right? And, then so he, was- and then
1: he pummeled the Nebraska uh, mascot with the player's helmet. Head still in it.
0: Herbie Husker. Herbie Husker. Casualty.
1: Casualty. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I'm you know, I, I don't even know how – Canick, Kobe McKenzie, uh, Captain America, Pichotti. Pichotti. Um I think all three of those guys are going to have a really nice battle at Mike. Now, I say Stutzman's going to be the starter, and I believe that. Uh, he's he's going to be so far ahead of everyone, just in experience and understanding. But like, he's going to be – it's not like there's not going to be anyone behind him. Uh, you're going to have Witter coming back off of a, a shoulder surgery. That dude can fly. He's got some really good physical traits to him. Um, we got, what, we got Omosigo coming in. We've got yep. uh, Lewis Carter coming in. We still have Kip Lewis, uh, who they really like. He's just lean. Um, you know, he's got great athleticism, can fly. He'll strike you. He's just a little light right now. But, you know, there's – we are stacking up some really good talent in the inside backer room.
0: I don't disagree with you about Stutzman, but I'd also say, and I think you'd agree too, it would be a massive upset if he wasn't the starter next year. I I think something pretty drastic would have to happen for him not well, to be the
1: starter. Well, I, I totally agree with that.
0: But, yeah, it's not it's not just guaranteed. If, sure.
1: if, if he's healthy and there's not an injury issue and he's not the starter, you got – you got something special on your hands um with whoever has taken over if they've been able to do it that quickly and let me just say this too um i i don't i don't even i don't think you have to even like just say it's a duo because we're going to be playing three backers almost every single play
0: trio Uh-oh. Deshaun
1: McColl is going to be out there and i know it's cheetah but all it's a sam linebacker is what he's playing you know we've just churched up the uh the like, no one gets excited about playing Sam Backer, but we want to play you at our cheetah position. That sounds a little bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, there you go. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep hitting the text line. I see him coming in. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439. We'll be back.
0: The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep
1: telling your – Slash empower women vets.
0: It is The Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Laman, Keep those texts coming. 405-651-3439. And don't forget to download our free app in the App Store. Just search KREF to listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Uh, this text says, question for the text line. Is the hit better than the Superman play? This question will start a war. Uh, I think everyone knows what the Superman play is, was, Whatever. Not everyone knows what the hit is, and if you don't, go research Scott Hill's hit. Just put in Scott Hill the hit and the play that he made on Tony Dorsett's running back of Pitt at the time in nineteen seventy five. Have you have you seen this play before? I Let me play have, for you again it's here. It's been
1: a long time, but
0: Look at this. Airborne Ooh, boom! That's awesome. Scott Hill's safety goes airborne and Tony Dorsett just falls he falls backwards. That's, that's, a, that's awesome. a that's a big boy football play right there. Wow! Is it better than the Superman play? <sighs> mm. Obviously, the Superman it's play different. had bigger state. Like, OU destroyed Pitt that day. Um, it's it's a it's it's hard to compare the two.
1: Yeah, it's different. Um, play that thing again. He comes flying from safety position and. Goes over the top of a of a blocker and just cross-body checks Tony Dorsett right in the high chest and chin. Clean play, too. Clean play. Sh-
0: it was shoulder, led with the shoulder, not helmet to helmet. Um, no targeting there by
1: Scott Hill. And Dorsett is, uh, I don't know if he's just shocked by it or what, but he goes straight back to the ground and, to his back and just lays there, yeah <laughs> he may awesome. have turned
0: that one down, and who who wouldn't have turned that one
1: down yeah that's a uh, that's an amazing play, I love it uh is it better? We'll leave that up to interpretation. I'd say it's different um you know different, but also similar i mean it's um it's a water boy play right? it
0: it definitely is a water boy play, it's a water boy yeah. play uh SCLSU he definitely made that play against someone. Pitt never crossed the 50-yard line that day. Uh second best Scott Hill play was busting Michigan lineman less miles in the mouth says the 918. Love that. Uh this text from the 405. It's something about facilities here.
1: Well, I was uh I just got a text and I think this is this is awesome. One of the reasons like cuz the context of the of the like the OU Texas play, the Superman play—we all know what it is, right? It's it's Chris Sims. It's what a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game, final drive. Um, you know, all top five matchup. But the context of the Scott Hill is that Tony Dorsett was the leading Heisman Heisman Trophy candidate at yeah. the time. So yeah, it's like you're. This is the baddest dude in the game at the time, or Should supposed play. to be, and. You fly over the over a block and just put him right down to the backside. That's pretty awesome.
0: Uh, this is a tough question, but maybe it's an interesting topic. Average all facilities at a program. Where does OU facilities rank in the Big 12 or SEC? I'm, I'm guessing they're asking, like, just take Not just all football, of the facilities everything. on campus and kind of where it would rank in the Big 12. Ooh, that's a good question. Um... Where do you want to start? In the Big 12, I would guess that they're near the top, right? I don't know if they're number 1. Maybe Texas is with their new arena now, and their baseball stadium's pretty awesome, too. Te-
1: What's the deal with Texas's indoor? Why are they in- still in a bubble?
0: Oh, it does look like it's a bubble from, it like, is. the, the 19- eight, like, I think they've I don't think they've ever moved. Is that their first ever indoor that they've I, had, and they haven't moved out of there?
1: I don't know. I just saw someone <laughs> – I love OU fans. Someone was – tweeted out, oh, look at Arch Manning's first, you know, uh, first practice throwing the ball around with, with his teammates. And, like, the number one comment is, why in the hell is Texas still practicing in a bubble for an indoor facility? Uh, from, and it was from OU and for an OU fan, so it was pretty funny. Um, we have – it's hard to say. I would say in the Big 12 – Top twenty five percent.
0: Oh, I, I think maybe even a little bit higher than that. When you really? factor it, well, when you factor in,
1: really, like what I know we win you, the most on is, I, like, the number of people that can sit in our stadium. Outside of that, I don't know that we win a the whole. The softball heck
0: of a lot. stadium is going to be by far and away the best. But the we don't have it yet. But even the one that they do right now still ranks pretty high in in the conference.
1: Well, yeah, there's not how many people play softball. Like seven, in the, I think,
0: in the big. Is ours
1: better than Oklahoma State's?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. But their baseball stadium's a whole lot better. Like no, I, I yeah, okay. I but I, I still think that they rank pretty high in this conference. Now the SEC Where does
1: our basketball arena rank in the conference?
0: Oh, it's um right there at the bottom with the Farrell Center in Waco. But Nine? they're about to get a new one next year, a new arena.
1: All right, so where where do we rank in baseball in the Big Twelve? Baseball stadium.
0: Um it's not Texas is better, um OSU's is better. I've walked by Tech. Tech, and it looks pretty Similar. cool. I, maybe that's just more of the atmosphere that they have there. I don't know if the facility is all that more impressive.
1: Call it middle of the road five?
0: Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Um, so, we're, we're... KU's
0: is not great. K-State's is just all right, from what I remember.
1: What are we in... I don't even know in track. I don't even know how I don't, to judge I don't it. I don't either. I don't either. No idea. In football, like, all facilities included... I don't know what a lot of, like, TCU's got a bunch of really new, nice stuff. Um, Baylor's got a bunch of really new, nice stuff with the basketball arena coming. Um, Tech, they don't have it yet, but they've they've got a big push for a huge new facility. We're better than Kansas. I
0: still got to think OU's top two, though, in football. I got to think that they are. Really, I mean, I mean, yeah, it holds, you know, eighty four, eighty five thousand, whatever the capacity is now. I mean that that matters. It's just
1: Headington yeah. Hall, like the the athletic dorms. You got to factor in are really nice. Okay, I'll say, I'll say we're number. If you want to say number two in the Big Twelve, just because I don't. Yeah, I, we are probably last in the SEC.
0: You think they're la- like this? Text from Sean says not everybody has great facilities in the SEC. I like, Vanderbilt does not, obviously. Okay, Vanderbilt okay. doesn't have great facilities. Does Missouri have great facilities? I don't, don't feel know. like they're that great. I don't even think that like Ole Miss and Mississippi State necessarily do either. Like their baseball stadiums are pretty awesome, but well, I don't think I don't know how much they have to show for outside that.
1: I was I was told by the people in the know, I that we are. At the bottom of the SEC. We may not be last. Yeah. But we are we're at the bottom. Now, here's the thing. We do have a new softball stadium coming, right? That's gonna be a big factor. Top of the line. Uh we do have baseball upgrades coming. Right? I don't know what the timeline is on that, but <laughs> that's still gonna
0: be tough in that conference. There's no, some it awesome parks there. It
1: is, but we've got upgrades coming there. Um if football, we're gonna be Near the bottom, I think
0: it's like ninth in capacity uh currently yeah, which is great I know i'm not you don't judge everything off right. capacity, but just kind of as a as a reference
1: the but what we have in football is like we've got a lot of stuff in the works right football's got the the huge um you know they've got multiple things that are that are coming that are in line to be done now what the timeline is on all of those things, it's going to be several years out but we're making changes. The fact of the matter is, it just it took too long, and we we fell too far behind, and now we're playing like a massive game of catch up, and and maybe maybe it took a, a coming move to to the SEC to by the by the athletic department to be able to get the. You know, get some movement going. I think there could,
0: there's a lot of truth to with that with the
1: with the donor base and and you know get everyone excited to be able to invest in the program. So, um, like right now, we are not near the top, but with all of the upgrades that we have in the works. We're going to be closer, much closer to a level playing field.
0: Much closer to a level playing field, but you know that those schools are always uh, redoing their facilities as well. So it's going to be a constant race in that conference, man. Like like Arkansas, Arkansas is not viewed as you know one of the top four or five athletic departments, probably in the SEC. But Bud Walton Arena is awesome. Mm -hmm. I think their football stadium is really cool too, Uh, and like their track and field, it's big time there, man. Like Arkansas has big time facilities well, even though they may not be considered one of the three four best athletic departments in the conference.
1: OU is we're going to have to reinvest in our track program. Track is huge in the SEC. Yeah. Huge. Um obviously Texas is a big track school, LSU is a big track school, Arkansas is a big track school, Georgia, Florida, I mean they're all big in track. So like we've got we've got investment there, but that's going to also help our program. Like whenever, like I believe that moving to the SEC is going to help baseball tremendously. I think that and it may it's going to be tough early on. Sure, but you know you get to say to everyone else you're playing in the SEC. Yeah,
0: and I think that like Missouri, it wasn't the case. Like Missouri used to have a pretty respectable baseball program back in the day in the Big Twelve. They have not elevated their program in the SEC, but. Like Mississippi and Mississippi State, they've been in that conference for a while. I don't know. Like Ole Miss has never really been considered a consistent baseball baseball power. This maybe, is their
1: first. This real is their first national it, right?
0: championship. Yeah, maybe Mississippi State a little bit more because they had some big time mm-hmm. players back in the day with like what Will, uh, Will Clark and Rafael Palmero.
1: Their their facilities are supposed to be just yeah. amazing. yeah. Well,
0: both schools are, but you know the SEC maybe helped. Here recently, maybe helped elevate those baseball programs to new heights. Like sure. they've won the, the past two titles. I, I I don't know. It's
1: well and I'll say this about you know, Missouri and AM, whenever they went to the SEC, right, the SEC was strong, but it wasn't what it is now. It wasn't anywhere close to what it is now.
0: They were just kind of – well, they had had a nice little run of winning national championships. But just started no, to separate. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. right now it's the end-all, be-all, and yeah.
1: all anyone talks about. At that point, like the transition was starting. Um, you know, they had – what? So, Oklahoma played – Big 12 was in a championship game in 08, in a championship game in 09 – and then that's really whenever all the the talk started to happen, and the transition mm-hmm. was completed by twelve. Al-
0: Alabama made the rise. I mean, right. Right, eleven in, and twelve. In, in not, yeah, like
1: Alabama really made the rise after all of that had been negotiated. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I we're not we're not anywhere close to the top, or not anywhere close to where we need to be. But like the movement is happening. We've got, geez, if you tally up all of the projects that we have going. We're we're like at least half a billion and maybe north of that. Yeah. Whenever you talk about the standalone, the softball stadium, the projected uh, uh, update to the press box, and all of the other things they have, baseball. We
0: are talking about where they rank in the Big 12, and you were talking about Tech. You did forget to mention their meat judging uh, facility. That is pretty nice. So it could put Tech in the top three.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. What does a meat judging facility look like?
0: Um I'll is have, it like, to, have
1: you ever been to a cattle auction?
0: Um God, being from Verdon, Oklahoma, you think the answer would be yes? I don't think the answer to that is a yes, a there, cattle auction.
1: This is funny. There was a cattle um auction place in Fort Gibson High School. It's just like a uh,
0: naturally, of course there was. It's
1: like a there's like a little circle dirt ring and some bleachers around it, and then there's like like in a half circle. And then there, there's like an in gate in in-and-out-gay. And then there's like a booth, like a, the auctioneer's booth that looks like a, uh, a small press box. And, you know, it's just, it was weird. I went in there, I think, one time. Of I lived there my whole life, and I saw it once. It was like, okay, this is weird. Get me out of here. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming in. 651-3439. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing.
0: Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the k app.
1: Thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, What Moves You Moves Us.
0: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. People are tagging us on the text line and on Twitter. I guess uh, Brent Vittables and Miguel Chavis were at Wagner today. Wagner, Oklahoma, they were in the house checking up on some recruits. And you know how they do, they take a picture while they're at the school. Yeah. And Miguel Javis is the in there. God, he's just a large human being. God, he is huge.
1: I need to see the picture. He's, he's he mad. is huge, and he's usually doing something pretty goofy or off the wall in his the pictures.
0: Smile, yeah, no, he's just got the regular smile on today, but you know his signature smile. He's just massive, man. Golly.
1: Yep. Wagner. Um, they've put out some players recently. They, man.
0: Yeah, I asked a uh, question on our Twitter page recently, like, "Hey, who would you consider like the Mount Rushmore of high school football?" And a lot of people are like, uh, "Wagner's been really, really good, really good for a while now." Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep, in a in a unique little spot there. Um a lot of athletes in the area. So, and they've they've got some well-coached guys coming out of there. Um and the Rodriguez kid is an absolute stud. Absolute stud. Dalton Rodriguez? No, um Malcolm. He's,
0: oh, Mal- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah I'm thinking of Wagner. The, I think Dalton Ro- Rodriguez was an offensive lineman, right? That was at OU and transferred to Tulsa. He's with the Detroit Lions. Just yep. finished his rookie year. Just finished his rookie year. I think year. Kevin Peterson was a corner out of Wagner for OSU. If you remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. They've had some players come out of there. Had some players.
1: Recently. Uh, good stuff. Small. Are they still four A?
0: Three or four A? Yeah. I think. Yeah. One. Of, one of the two. I believe. Uh, let's see. Kendall says zero projects going on for the basketball program. Clearly, Joe C and President Harris could give two blanks about the basketball arena. Not
1: true. Uh, fact check comes back false on that text message. Uh, they are trying and wanting to build a new basketball arena. The, the, they want to get it done. Porter Moser wants desperately to get it done. Um, the The athletic department wants to get it done. People are trying to uh, to make the moves in order to get a new arena built, and it is way more difficult than you would expect. I mean, it's just just they did it in Waco
0: and they did it in Austin. So um, I really
1: hope that and they find a way to get it. D- yeah, they did and it in TCU. Nebraska. Yeah, TCU's is still relatively new. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. I think TCU's did they didn't they. They either finished theirs or were getting close to finishing theirs whenever they joined the Big 12, I think. I
0: want to say that –
1: Because they had just finished their they football They played stadium. like
0: one or two years maybe in that old arena when they first yeah. entered in the Big 12. So, what, 14 or, arena. or 15 they, yeah. they went we'll into the basketball arena? Spent more time on the uh, color of the court there, but – Whatever, I know that basketball game was hard enough to watch the other night. Then I had to watch with that uh, the floor that they have. That was that was a rough watch. That was brutal. Meanwhile, I can turn around right now and watch Alabama replay from last night, where uh, they had to come from behind win against Mississippi State. Number two, Didn't in the Alabama country, just
1: built a, a brand new basket. They're either they either just built a new basketball arena or they're about to.
0: They must be about to because I think they've had the same one for as long as I can remember.
1: Yeah, I think they're about to build a brand new one. So. It's happening out there, and um, you know as much money as you know. I threw that number out for like how much the stuff we have going on has to be. I I don't know the exact number on it. I it's it's just a lot, and with all of that to commit to doing a a new arena, it's just it's not something that the the athletic department is going to be able to do without. Some help from the city. It's just, it's the way most arenas get built these days.
0: Speaking of uh, OU basketball, and speaking of yeah. OU Alabama on Saturday, tip off is one p.m. I will be at the Mont in Norman from eleven to twelve thirty for a uh, pregame show, Ref Army pregame show, eleven a.m. to twelve thirty. Okay. So, you going to the game? I hope so. Come hang out. Come I hang. Plan. Well, I-, I was talking to everyone oh. else. Come hang out at the Mont, eleven a.m. to twelve thirty before.
1: What do you think the What do you think the attendance is going to be? Uh, Here's what I'll say: I do not believe that the the effort at Texas Christian will have any impact on what the crowd will look like against Alabama. I I hope it should be their best crowd of the year.
0: I think that it so far or the entire year. You got Maybe Kansas the, coming
1: to town in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, but is that on a Saturday? I forget which day of the week ah, that's, that's on. That's a good point. Saturday at one p.m. against the number two team you, in the country. you got to forget how many be... Kansas
1: fans show up for that yeah, game. Here. No, I,
0: I don't. I don't forget about that. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it'll be their best crowd of the year on Saturday. I have faith. When that... And hopefully, they're loaded up with uh, swirls from the Mont once they get over oh, there. Oh, Yeah, that's what we're looking for.
1: When when we have. When we play Kansas and there's that many Kansas fans in our arena, it, are those local Kansas fans or do Kansas fans make the trip down? Both. Both? Yeah,
0: there's local Kansas fans and then you have KU fans and, like, Wichita. Like getting a – I've been to Allen Fieldhouse a handful of times. It's expensive for the worst seat not in the easy, house yeah. against a – you know, not a premier conference game. So – and I, I hate to – say it this way but it's true like if you live in Wichita or you know somewhere around that area you can get a cheap ticket at Lloyd Noble and go watch your team play down here yeah but there's I, I, there's a mix of both
1: Yep. well we've dropped three straight and it's not getting any easier as we host the number two team in the country Saturday so uh need a big crowd there and um I expect it to be a really nice crowd. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one. Good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together. We did a good job. That's
0: dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It is The Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we'll give you the latest on the Alabama front when it comes to the daily Jeff Lebby update mm. at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get to that and uh, what one of their media members think is uh, going on there. But it just feels around here like nothing's changed, man. Yeah. The story is high priority, but it just feels like Jeff Lebby's still going to be the OC.
1: Yeah. Well, we... It's tough to really
0: add anything more than that when you just think he's coming back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we can we can go through some of the possible reasons why he may be considering it. Um, yeah, heavily. we can do that.
0: I, on on Tuesday, you said that Saban likes to take on like rebuild projects with OCs, and I thought about that a little bit more. It's like, God, that's true. Sark needed Alabama after what happened mm-hmm. at USC, right? Uh, Kiffin needed Alabama after what happened at USC. Bill O'Brien needed Alabama after what happened in uh, at the Houston Texans. Right? Was yep. his previous stop? Um, who am I missing? I got to be missing someone.
1: Um, let's see. Like when you
0: look back at the recent offensive coordinators, like that point kind of checks out. Oh,
1: why am I drawing a blank? Uh, it's not McIntyre, the guy that Mike was- Loxley. No, 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 no. He came but from he's Colorado example. State. And oh, then got uh, the Florida job.
0: Yeah, Dan Mullen or not Dan Mullen, uh, Jim McElwain.
1: McElwain, I was saying McIntyre. Yeah, McElwain. Uh, he was. I think they maybe had worked together previously or something. I don't know. It wasn't really a reclamation project, but, but all those guys kind of fit, recently, fit into that. Been.
0: And Jeff Lebby would not fit into that at all.
1: Well, it, and the, that's right. And it's just a it's a job that has such a quick turnover. All right, hour number two of the rush coming up next.
0: fourteen hundred AM KREF Norman Moore Oklahoma City and ninety-nine point.